podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Right, hello and welcome to the Blues Focus podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Today we've got a brand new team for the podcast and that's going to be the very much the way forward over the coming weeks. We've got podcasts dropping every Friday across all of your usual channels, so feel free to download on Spotify and iTunes, or please subscribe to uh, Blues Focus TV on YouTube. So with me, I've got Tom Oxland and Tom Garrett. Hi, guys. Hi, yeah. So for the purposes of this pod and going forward, we're going to try and make it a little bit straightforward. So Tom Oxland is known as Tom, and Tom Garrett is known as Tom G, so we can uh, we all know what we're doing. And yeah, what, we, what we're going to do with these pods is try and come up with a number of discussion points for you that I think... Hopefully you'll find interesting and then we'll take each one in turn and debate that as thoroughly as we can. So I think for the purposes of today's pod, we'll do a review of the Man City game firstly. Um, then secondly, I think we'll, we'll it, there's definitely a, an opportunity to debate the captaincy at Blues. Um, big, big sort of statement by, by Karanka at the weekend. And I think that's worthy of maybe further discussion with the team. Then number three, some noticeable exits from, from St Andrews. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you my personal opinions on a couple of those. Um, yeah, I don't think it sends out brilliant signals, but we'll debate that shortly. And then the transfer window in general, you know, what's that going to bring? Can we be positive? Can we expect a lot of movements? And what we'll try and do is go through each position in the team and see if we've got any gaps or where, you know, we, we feel we can make improvements. And then finally, if we've got any players on the fringe that we think can contribute, then obviously we'll put those in the in the discussion. So to kick it off, I think the point number one, just a quick sort of look back to the Man City game. If you if you sort of uh, downloaded or listened to the pod that landed yesterday, you'll have my view. So I'm not going to bore you all with that again. So uh, Tom, I will kick off with you. What were your thoughts? How do you think we played? Um, do you know what? The first half, the way we started, first five minutes, I didn't think we were that bad. We looked to actually take the game to City a bit. And which wasn't what I'd expected from what I'd seen how Karanka set up against City before when they won in the FA Cup. I think it was in 2015 with Borough did that. Uh, they definitely sat back for the game and then just took their chances when they came. But I, I did think we looked to actually go at them a bit more this time, which was different to how I've seen us play in recent games. So that was a good start. And then obviously that stunner from Bernardo Silva kind of calmed things down. Um, it was a lovely goal. I think we all expected that from City, though. And uh, the, the next two goals were lovely as well. Good goal from Foden and then some good build-up play for City's second goal and another one for Bernardo Silva. But then, obviously, the second half, I thought, once we made the substitutions, we looked really, really bright. And, uh, yeah, no, I was I was happy with the uh, second half. We caused a few more problems uh, going forward, but... Uh, Obviously, we, we were never really probably going to score, not even a consolation, because we City are solid professionals. They're, they're at the top for a reason. They're up there, and uh, they definitely showed that. But uh, definitely more promising in the second half to take the, take the game to a team like City. Yeah. Tom G, did you, did you think that... What were your first thoughts when the, when you saw, the, the I guess, the team sheet and the formation that he was going to put out? Are, are, you a, are you a fan of the sort of the 4-4-2 or are you more of a sort of a, do you like what he did in the second half? What were your thoughts when you saw that? I think I think it's one of them. It's tough, and it? I think, you know, I think we all want to see us 
you know, obviously going forward a little bit more. But, you know, as, as Tom just said as well, you're playing against, you know, professionals that get paid a lot of money, you know, week in, week out, play for international teams. You know what you're going to get. I think, you know, I agree with Tom when he says, you know, I think at the start, I do think, you know, we look quite bright. And I think the first goal definitely stunned us, you know, and, and like you say, it was class. I think most of the goals were class, to be yeah. honest with you. And mm. as you say, you expect that from a Man City side. Um, but I think, you know, I think after about 15, 20 minutes, I can't remember what the score was now. You know, and I, I, we looked at already just pressing. We looked a little bit tired. And as I say, I know the golfing class between the two sides again. But, you know, just, just go after it a little bit more. You know, I was sitting here and I was saying to my partner, you know, I, I'd much rather see us, you know, lose this game 7-0 and just go for it a little bit more. It's a cup game. You know, what you got to lose, you know, on the back of a few bad results anyway. Just, just, just have a little bit of a go with it. But as you say, Man City, you know, that can keep the ball in control and dictate the game. So, you know, I think on the balance, I don't think it was bad. We weren't embarrassed, but I think there could have been could have been improvements. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think my, my, and I said this yesterday, I think my biggest disappointment was, you know, he doesn't tend to, really hasn't that often picked Sunic and, and Kifton Bell together. And when they've played, more often than not, have tended to be our better performances because yeah. they're very much on the front foot. They get the challenges in. And I thought... You know, if we can just first 10, and I know it's a bit prehistoric, but, you know, it's football. You you have to try and use your strengths, I guess. And those two have got so much energy and they're so committed to the cause. I just thought if we can really set us all at first 10, yeah, they'd probably play play triangles round us and and potentially, as you said, Tom G, make us look at maybe a little bit silly. But I'd rather have that than that first 20 minutes. We didn't lay a glove on them. And, and and I just think for me that was probably the most disappointing thing that I mean Terrell put a cruncher in uh, I think on twenty yeah. minutes got a yellow and you know what that that it was in an area that wasn't going to hurt us halfway line and lo and behold I think we then got maybe a little bit more of a bit bit more respect from them so yeah I I think you know we we certainly were in, weren't embarrassed um, but I think going forward to your point Tom did we like scoring. Probably not. I think, you know, the Bella had a couple of decent, decent sort of efforts, but you wouldn't really claw them, you know, guilt edge chances, shots from sort of 20, 25 yards. So, yeah, I, I think there's plenty to take away from it. But um, I don't know. I think it, there may be more, more question than answers on, on, on elements of the game. And, and I think that's a decent segue into, I guess, the captaincy. So um, big shout at the weekend. Obviously, it's a very high profile game. I think everybody in the squad will have wanted to play in it. And for Harley Dean not to get the nod, not just as captain, but indeed didn't play any part in the game. Um, be really interesting to get your views on. Is that a statement? Is that um, just something for that specific game? Is he resting him? Or do you think mm-hmm. there's maybe more to it than that? So, Tom G, what are your thoughts on the on the captaincy? Um, yeah, so just starting with your point there. I'm, to be honest, I'm a bit like you. I'm not too sure what. You know, maybe it was just something to do with that game against Man City. Maybe he's resting in for the league. I'm not too sure because I think I, I definitely I, I thought he was going to start. You know, 100. Um, percent And I think it was was it San Jose who started um, centre back. Yeah. yeah. I, again, I, you know, I don't really agree with that. I think you know he's a good player, and I think you know maybe next to Sonny in, in certain games. But I think you know for me personally, I'd have gone with Roberts or Dean from the start. Um, but you know, as as you say about the captaincy, I think. If he's going to play, I think, you know, you've, my personal view is you've got to give it to George Friend. I mean, I know a lot of people the weekend could hear him, you know, shouting at Lecco and, you know, giving him giving him some. But, 
that's what you want, you know. And he, he, as Cranker said, I think before uh, when he joined, you know, he, he wears his art on his sleeve. You know, he's committed to everything. Um, yeah, so that's that, that's my view anyway. But do you think that it's just nice to see? And I, I don't want to make a. I suppose it's a sweetness, but he just feels like a blues player to me. It feels like yeah. a old school blues committed captain. That and guess what? Lecco had a good game, didn't he? So maybe he needs that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, I don't think there's much choice out there. Um, I, I think maybe he didn't start Roberts because obviously he's coming off the back of a, a bit of an injury. Um, whether it has started, I don't know. I agree with you on San Jose. I think he's a brilliant footballer, but in a two, um, I just, I just don't see that. I really don't. We've either got to sit incredibly deep so he hasn't got to turn and try and recover because you know, if we play a high line, then we get absolutely crucified, like we did against against Blackburn. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably elaborate a bit more on the captain's, captaincy from my point of view. But Tom, what do you think? Do you think it's just friend or Dean, or do you think there may be other alternatives? I think there's definitely other alternatives that we've seen used previously, as in Juki being captain. Um, and for me, I think Juki's a top bloke. I love everything about him. I think he epitomises Blues. Um, but I'm not a fan of strikers being captains. I think the only notable, notable maybe mentions that I've seen it work is probably Spurs and Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think naturally a, a centre back or maybe central midfielder are better suited roles for a captain. Um, from what I saw from Fre- from friend against City, I was really really impressed. Uh, he looked to kind of guide people about but even when he's been brought in since the start of the season he's kept Dean in check a lot more yeah because I think we found as soon as Morrison was gone Dean was a lot more rash and reckless we were giving away silly fouls and penalties but since friend has come back he seems to although he's not captain at the time he guides the back four well and it it makes Dean look a better player and gives Dean that ability to be a better captain and um I definitely think we've seen that and Dean started to show more passion compared to last season. Yeah. But for me, I would probably edge it to friend, but then you don't want to pile too much responsibility on friend because it you know, it could disrupt the t- disrupt the flow of the team. It might not. There's, there's a lot of little things you have to take into consideration when picking a captain, but there's no reason why friend shouldn't be captain over Dean, really. Yeah, and I, and I, I totally agree with you on on maybe the impact he's had. I think before Friend got injured, I think the stat was something like seven clean sheets out of 13 when he played, um, which, you know, if we go back to um, what we were doing under Pep post-lockdown, then, you know, clean sheets were somewhat of a, a premium. Yeah. But but I, tell, I, I just think at times, D- Dean thinks that gung-ho trying to win 70-30 challenges mm. over committing himself is going to sort of you know, endear himself to, to the fans. It isn't because by doing that, he takes himself completely out of the game. And I think it's, you know, counterproductive to what he's trying to do. He's trying to show that he's committed, show he's in it. But all he does is get booked, leave us wide open, gives away penalties or get sent off. So I, I just, I agree. I think he's he's definitely sharpened up in comparison to previous seasons. You know, I'll always be very honest on these pods. I don't rate him. I don't. Uh, I think that he's the... He's one constant in the team where we've underperformed for many seasons. And at one point, you've got to look what is, I think, staring you, you know, blind in the face of 
if he's there and we don't play well, then club captain as well. I, I just don't I just don't see that as a maybe as a way to go forward. I think other than George Friend, I'd I'd agree with with, with Duke, but he doesn't start at the moment all the time. Mm-hmm. Um you, then you you'd probably look at uh, Etheridge to keep us make good captains, few exceptions, but you know um, more often than not, than it is outfield players, and again Kifton Belt, but he doesn't strike me as a as a natural born leader. He's very much a leader by example. So yeah, I, I think that Friend is definitely worthy of a run. I don't really know. I think he played all right on on Sunday. I think he got caught a little bit for the first goal and made a you know a bit of a poor decision. But I'm not going to hang him out to dry for that. Um, but it's whether you. You drop him in, and again, I think it's probably when we go through, I guess, what we're going to do in the transfer window, we can start to maybe talk a little about system. Because if he plays left back, Pedersen doesn't play. Is 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 that good for the for the team or the squad? Uh, open for debate. And if you put him in at centre half, then you've got the you know, somebody's got to miss out, whether it be Clark Salter or or, uh, or Roberts. So I think there's a lot of to your point, Tom. I think it's. There's lots of things to consider when when we talk about friend, not just the captaincy, but where does he play? So, but I think if we're all agreed on it, he should be captain. Uh, I don't think we're going to get completely crucified on social media for that. I think, <laughs> I think we're preaching to the converted. Um, yeah. But you know, time will tell, won't it? So, okay. So, just talking about you know systems and players, and yeah, ultimately, you know, with the likes of Pedersen, if he doesn't get a run, is his head going to get turned? Uh, there's there's three players whose heads have definitely been chopped off um, as we as we go into the the transfer window, and that's Dan Crowley, David Davis, and Josh McEachern. Tom, what are your thoughts on those three? Um, I think first of all, McEachern is a shame, really, on the basis that from what I saw, particularly Reading away last season, yeah, totally. I thought he looked probably what we needed in that midfield. You know, he's a good passer of the ball. His tackling was accurate. His work rate was good. And you could see why he was a, a Chelsea Youth Academy product and why he yeah. played the Champions League before. And I think it's a shame that he had that injury because he really could have fit in at Blues. And I don't think he's been given a proper chance since, obviously. Um, and it doesn't look like he is, which is a shame because I did think there was a proper player there. But obviously, our midfield is already congested as it is. Um, yeah. Same for Crowley, really. I think there's a player in there. But the, the past two managers, it just seems to have not worked out. And I think Pep and Aitor definitely have similar kind of Spanish playing styles uh, with Aitor being a bit more accomplished, though. And Crowley just doesn't seem to fit in anywhere with what we're trying to do. Although yeah. I think he's a quality player and I'm sure he'll shine somewhere else. And whether that might be Hull on loan, obviously there's a link there. But I, I do think he'll do well elsewhere. And then Davis, I think his time probably ended a long a long period ago. Yeah. Um, I think he's been a great servant to the club when he's played. He's, he's wore the shirt with pride and passion. And obviously there's memorable moments like Villa at home and Wolves away, but it is time for Davis to move on. I think that's a respectable decision. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't sort of agree more with you on that. Tom G, what, what are your thoughts on any one of those three in particular that you're a bit disappointed about or do you think it's fair enough? 
Yeah, I think, uh, to be honest, I think Tom's just hit the nail on the head completely. I think, you know, if anything, me, I think, you know, after seeing uh, Crowley play a few times, for us, as you've just said, under Pep, I thought, you know, he was a little bit more advanced. I think he got a lot more of the ball. I think maybe, as you say, is it to do with uh, Karanka's playing style? Is he not working hard enough off the ball for him? Probably something like that. Um, but I definitely think, you know, I think he'll end up, I've got a feeling he'll end up going to a, like a top half championship team. And I think, you know, he will shine somewhat, you know, like a Bournemouth or someone like that, yeah. who could, you know, get a lot of the ball. Yeah. Um, Davis, again, you know, I think he's been a brilliant servant. Um, I think, I think there was last year, I think when he was on loan at Charlton, I was, you know, I was looking at some of the Charlton fans uh, tweets and stuff and, and they were, you know, they were really singing his praises. And I think, Maybe there was a time at the start of this season where I just thought, you know, can, can he come into there and bring some energy into the team? But again, as as Tom said, I think, you know, he's it's been a while now and I, I think he's shown what he's got to offer. Uh, and McEachran, you know, I totally agree on you with that. I think it was a game maybe we played against Middlesbrough last year at home uh, when we won 2-1. And I think McEachran played, I think it was him and Sunjic, uh, and I think Bellingham played him just in front of both of them. And I thought McEachran was brilliant. You know, I thought he's a brilliant left-footed player. Um, you know, a bit like what you're saying, you're saying you know, can uh, get the ball off defender's turn, pick a pass out. Um, so, you know, I'm a bit, a bit sad to see him. I, I would be sad to see him go. I think he will. But again, with knee injuries and stuff like that, it's, you know, it takes its toll on you as a footballer, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. And I, I again, I think there were some standout performances from McEachran. I think to your point, Tom, definitely demonstrated that he played at a, a very, very high level and he was seeing passes yeah. that probably not a lot of the other players were, were seeing or, or expecting. Crowley and my, my sons will, will love this. I mean, I was his biggest fan. I thought when he signed, he was just one of those players that we, I felt we were crying out for, but yeah. you've got to play a system where you're going to get the best out of him and that we've never really done that. There's been glimpses where you can pick the ball deep you know, we'll run at players. And for me, that's where, you know, my preferred style of play and one of the reasons why I thought Lecco was, it was such a positive performance on Sunday that he just got the ball and he looked to be positive. He looked to get territory. He looked to be the player. And Crowley did a lot of that. But yeah, I, I towards the end, the latter few sort of performances, even, even me as, you know, a big supporter of his, just not influential, poor decisions. Uh, and unfortunately, I think that, I think first game under Karanka, he started, if memory serves. And I thought, OK, well, you know, maybe it's a bit of a clean slate. But uh, whether he's trained on or not, it probably suggests that he's been, you know, the fact that he's out the door, definitely not. And I agree with both of you on David Davis, great servant to the club. Um, I, I think he had a, a maybe one season where he was very, very good. He picked up an injury and then he came back and he probably wasn't quite as effective. But no, sorry to see him go. I hope, he, I hope he picks up a team in maybe League One. I think he'll do a job. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Uh, you know, that sort of wise head in a maybe a young team. I think he'd be an asset to, to, to quite a few teams down in the in the lower leagues. OK, so th that's, I guess, players out the door. Uh, moving on to players that we can hopefully get in. And as I said earlier, if we, if we maybe just go through, you know, positions and let's start off with keeper. Um, Tom G, thoughts? You think we're we're covered? Do you think the you know the performance at, at City was good from uh, Pietro? Do you think that was gave you confidence or not? Or how do you think where we are at keeper? Um, yeah, I mean, to my personal opinion, I thought you know obviously started him in that uh, Pietro in that in that game uh, maybe because of the ball at his feet, you know, thinking I was going to high press. Um, yeah. But, I mean. Uh, I, I actually really liked Geekock in the game against yeah. it was Brentford. Yeah. I thought he was yeah. absolutely outstanding. And even when Everidge come in, I thought 
maybe is he going to stick with him for another game? Because, you know, I think there's a, a big goalkeeper in the works there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that would be... I, th- I think, like you say, I think we are covered there. I think Everidge, you know, he's coming, he's, he's, you can you can hear him a lot lately without the fans, you know, he's installing a lot of instructions into people and that. So, I think I think we are covered. But, you know, I do, I, as I say, I do like G. Cock. No, I, I, I think that's a great point. I, I you know, that, that he could he could not have done any more on his debut. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe, you know, it's all about timing, isn't it? I, there was a point where I don't think we were we were destined not to get Etheridge, and then out of the blue, he appeared. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think if he if he hadn't been, if he hadn't assigned, then I think Gcock would have had a, you know, he'd have definitely been fighting for the shirt. So it's one of those. I, it, I think it's good that we've got a bit of depth there. It's it's amazing that. Rewind twelve months. It, it was an, it was an interesting setup, that's for sure. Um, Christ knows how many points we'd have now if if uh, Lee was in goal. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's a, that's a different point, and it's in the past. So, Tom, just just as if we maybe cover off the, I I will say fullbacks, but you know those defensive players on the flanks. What were your thoughts? You think we we covered? Would you bring anyone in, or what are your thoughts? I- I think right now we are covered enough to be a championship team in the fullback roles, but am I happy with the fullbacks we have? Probably not, particularly Hederson on the basis that he had the season under Gary Monk where I thought he was fantastic and it looked like we got a real bargain there. Yeah. Uh, But this season and the last, I've been really disappointed. It's like, I'm constantly thinking, oh, we'll get back to his best soon. But it's it feels like disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And he gets caught on the ball too forward so many times. And he'll try and take on players. And it, it, nine times out of ten, it doesn't seem to work. But occasionally he can pick out a good pass, like a decent early cross. Uh, but for me, he just he doesn't seem the same Pedersen that we saw in the first season, and maybe that might be because of the play style or even the players' morale. You don't know. But yeah. um, moving on to Maxime Collin, I think on his day he's one of the best right backs in the league. Yeah. Um, but it really, really does depend what team he plays against and their style of play. Because either you have a game where you rip Colin apart or Colin is dominating that right-hand yeah. side. There really is no in-between. Yeah. He never has an average game. It's. I think if he could maybe have more consistency to his game, then there's no reason why there should be another right-back brought in. But he is a fantastic right back, and some of his crosses to Juki over uh, over the past couple of seasons have been fantastic, and that is a good asset to his game. But I think we could do better, and there's no reason why we shouldn't. But it's not maybe the area that's most needed to improve on at the moment. Yeah, thoughts on Dakers Cogley as a backup? Do you think, think we got a player there? Yeah, I've actually been really impressed with him this yeah, year. And I, have, I've seen. I, yeah. I think when. He was brought in under Zola. My biggest criticism was always he was too stick thin. He never had any meat on him. He was always beaten on and off the ball. And this season, I mean, even Crawley fans, they rated him really highly when he was there. Yeah. And um, I, I, what I've seen so far is attacking game is still good, but he's a lot more strong defensively. And I think that was always important because he needed to work on that and develop on it. And there's a player there and there's no reason why he shouldn't get a few more games, see what he can do. No, I, I agree. I, I, I think we're, you know, in, in those fullback positions, I think we've got good cover. 
Um, I think if Colin and, and Friend sort of retain those positions, I think the backup is strong enough to maybe, you know, there'll be interest from other clubs. I'm, I have no doubt about that. So I think that is definitely one to watch. But yeah, I, I totally agree with your point around are there other places on the pitch that we that we need help? And I think just on the, the Colin point where he gets a bit exposed, I think if Sanchez plays in a in a four in his plan on the right, because he's so left-footed and he cuts in, that flank is so exposed. And I think Colin is sort of caught between, yeah. does he sit in as a four or does he come and try and press the space? And then if he does that, then there's acres in between that sort of, you know, centre-half and full-back channel that I, I just think it can make him look... Um, I just don't think he does him any favours, and I don't know whether that's his fault or not. But I, I, I'd agree with you. I think fullback were okay. Tom G centre half. I mean, this is a bit of a poison chalice. Sorry to, to throw that one on you, but yeah, you can earn your money now. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we all know. You know, it's, it's been a, it's been like it for a few years now, hasn't it? Um, but yeah, I think the back end, you know, the back end of half of last season, I thought, you know, uh, Jake Clark sort of, I thought he played really well. And I, yeah. thought, you know, I, think, I think I remember reading a stat, something to do, I think it was headers, passes completed. You know, he looked the real deal. Obviously, yeah. he had a bit of an injury when he come back to us this year. Maybe it's just going to take him a little bit of time to settle back in. Um, but I think, you know, going back to, I think when we was on about Roberts, you know, I, Again, I thought, you know, he, he played really well the other day against Man City. Um, but, but but I think the problem with him is, and I think, I, I always remember watching the game last year against Bristol City away, uh, about 30, 40 seconds in, and he passed the ball back to him, went under camp's foot. And you never know, again, it was a bit like what you were saying with Colin, and I think that's the problem with a lot of the back four at Blues, is you never know what you're going to get, do you? Yeah. I mean, I, I think yeah. just, on, just on the Roberts point, I mean, he won a foot race again. I, I, I might have even been against Jesus in the in the second half. I thought, who is this guy? What, what's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, and, against Odin, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, you know, it was, uh, and you know, the commentators were absolutely gushing about him. And I, Tom, G, I think you're right. I think that when he was with uh, Jake Clark Salter for a run of games last last season, and he did coincide with a really good run. I just think with with Roberts, my only concern with him is. He's, he's horrendous when he's got time on the ball because he genuinely yeah. doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, and, and I just think that, you know, I think when he's under pressure, he's probably, I mean, he does like that cross field out ball on a, reg yeah. on a regular basis. But I think the worry for me is if he's just, you know, you could have Colin with a ton of pressure on him and he'll just roll it to him yeah. just to just get rid. So I think, you know, the only criticism I'd have of him um, and, and, and they are, you know, they're few. I, I think that he's, he's improved quite a lot. Um, and you know, Sunday is definitely testament to that. It's just working on that decision making when he's under a little bit of pressure. So, uh, but I think we've got a two. I, I would agree with you, Tom G. I think I think we've got a, a two there. Thoughts on Dean? I know we've talked about him. Is he? Do you think he's just going to be a, a fill in, or how do you see that playing out? Um, yeah, I mean, again, I think I think he'll be a fill in when he. I think you know, I don't know how long he's going to have left the Blues now. Like you say, there's been times where, you know, we've loved him. There's been times where he's been hated on it. And I just think, you yeah. know, he, he, like you say, like you said before, you know, he's, he's, he does, it's not that he doesn't try, you know, he, he does try his hardest. But again, I think I'd probably say it's similar to Roberts in that sense where, and I think it's dependent, you know, if you're playing uh, Duke up front, it's, it, you know, it's good to have that, you know, Roberts, Dean playing them balls up like that. But when you've got Hogan up front, and I think, you know, especially he looked like that in the, in the first, I mean, I don't really know what happened with him, but, he just, you know, he can't play in that with them two centre backs playing them forward balls. He can't play in that role. 
Yeah. So do you, do you think we need a do you think we need to look into the market for another one? Uh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it, it, again, it's the you know the million dollar question: Who do you go out there and get at the minute? Is yeah. it really? I mean, you know, looking out there, there's I can't think of too many off the top of my head. Whether you get you know you loan someone maybe off one of the you know the top ten Premier League sides. I know we were linked with the uh, was it the Wolves under twenty guy? Oh, I forget his name now. No, no I don't know, yes. in, in the American guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I know we were linked with that. him, and yeah, um, maybe you know whether they could look into that again. But obviously, he's been playing for Wolves lately. But other than that, I couldn't really, you know, pick anyone out. Tom, thoughts? Do you think, do you think we covered there? I mean, probably not happy with it, but do we, do we need to bring anyone in? I think we're covered there, yeah. But I, I also think it's probably one of the biggest positions that needs to be strengthened, and that's not because we don't have any depth. It's down to quality, really. At yeah. the end of the day, yeah, yeah. Um, for me personally, uh, someone who I'd highlight and I wish Blues would go for is uh, Elliot Moore at Oxford United. Okay. I went to watch him not long ago um, at Burton versus Oxford. It finished uh, 5-1 in the end or 6-1. I think it's 5-1. I went there uh, to scout Oxford and he was a standout player by far. He controlled his box well. He's tall and he's quick for such a tall lad, strong on the ball very composed and I just thought I wish Blues would go in for someone like that and he's, he's young as well he's only 23 so there's definitely plenty of potential there but no like you say Clark Sauter last season had shown so much promise and yeah. I was delighted when I found out he's coming back to Blues um, but he's just not really kick-started yet but he's not had enough time maybe and chance since he's come back from injury Yeah. and uh, on Roberts massive confidence player like Hogan, I think he's all about up here rather than uh, what he does on the pitch. And when he has confidence, he plays really well. And uh, he prefers going into games as an underdog, I think, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, I'll but, tell you what, he's spoiled now, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I, I definitely think Roberts is probably a more technically gifted defender than Dean is. But Dean is just more consistent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the way I've always seen it. Um, but no, I do think Dean's time uh, blues is coming to an end soon enough. Um, but I think it all went downhill, especially after what was rumoured to have been said at that West Brom home game when he scored. Yeah. Um, there was a lot surrounding that. I'll, I'll never know personally what he did say, but I, I think I know what I thought I saw really. Um, so he's definitely had to rebuild the relationship since then, but it's not. It's on and off. Yeah. So, so just going on to, um, I guess, I guess the sort of midfield. Um, Tom, do, do you think sort of certainly from a wide point of view, we covered off there? Um, I think, I think, yeah, I'd say the whole midfield really in wide positions we're definitely uh, quite solid. We've got Bella, who's had the most championship assists in 2020. Um, Ivan Sanchez, who's probably been the best transfer business we've done so far yeah. um, this season. And he's he's just looked like everything we've been missing at times. And he can either play on the right or he can play that central kind of number 10 role quite well. Um, obviously, we've recently got Halilovic, who we've yet to see the best of um, due to injury. But I think at that kind of holding midfielders role, we are piled with players yeah. but no kind of consistent starters and like you said earlier 
Keith and Bone and Sunjit seems to be the only pairing that's properly worked yet. Yeah. But my only criticism of that is there's no creativity in there. No. It's all just kind of battlers who can win the ball, put in a few challenges and, you know, badge tap in a sense. Uh, but I think we do kind of miss that midfielder that can pivot and create something in a kind of deep line playmaker role. I think San Jose was supposed to do that and he's shown glimpses of it uh, against yeah. Preston away, but he's just not quite found the form yet. I don't like the look of him at centre-back, though. He just doesn't no. seem naturally no. fit there. So, um, yeah, but no, I'd say we're, we've got reasonable strength in the midfield. Yeah, and I think in, in midfield, to your point, there's a lot of players in there that that can get it down and play. I just mm. think that we they're bypassed so much that we haven't really seen the best of a lot of the players that um, I thought Clayton, I, I don't know, I've criticised him, you know. Um, I thought when he played, um, what however long it was, half an hour against Man City, just his range of passing was really good. Um, whether he's got the engine, probably not. But if you play him in, like you said, that sort of, I guess that quarterback role, then yeah. do, you, do you need that? Uh, probably not. Um, so I, I definitely think this player's in there. And I, I'd probably take the, the wider view of the team. I think the squad's there. I think the team's there. We just don't... We, there's so many sort of moving parts of we've played a four, we've played a four-four, we've played a three-five, we've played a four-two-three, and, and it's sort of... I think we just need to go all in on something to yeah, get the yeah, identity. Yeah. Um, because if we don't do that, then we're going to constantly... You know, we're all going to be on a pod every Friday saying one week somebody's been outstanding and the next week he's been awful. And, and it, because, you know, there's just so many moving parts. So... Yeah, you know, we, we've got an embarrassment of riches in mid, midfield, I think. And, uh, you know, whether that be quality on the ball, whether it be the ball winner, whether it be the playmaker, I think we've got, whether they're good enough going forward, I think time will tell and it's probably debatable. But certainly for where we are at the moment, I think we're we're more than covered. So, right, um, <laughs> here we go. Tom G, I mean, yeah. you're both going to get a go at this. So what, <laughs> what on earth are we going to do up front? I think about getting my boots back out, mate, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, no, you know, I think we, you were saying before, you know, before the show about Jade and Reed. you know, obviously, I know there's been a bit of talk about him after having, I think, scored two goals, didn't he, last night or the night before. Um, I think I watched him in a couple of games at the end of last year and I think, you know, you could tell he was a young player. He's gone out on loan. You know, having look at his stats, I was surprised. I thought maybe they got, you know, three or four goals. And I don't think he scored any goals in about 12, 13 games. Yeah. Obviously, they're 21st. So, you know, is he going to make that much of a difference coming into the Championship? It's a tougher league, tougher defenders. Um, I, I don't think so. Um, if it was me personally, I would start Juki. Yeah, I think Tom said at the beginning of the show, I love the guy. And I think, you know, a lot of the games, as you was just saying, we played that many different systems and there's that many games where, you know, we're, we're lumping the ball up anyway to find Yuki and he's not there. So yeah. I just think, you know, if that's what we're going to resort to, then play him. Um, but I, I just want to pick, pick up on that point you were saying, sorry about, you know, the, the midfielders and the different systems. And I think that's the biggest problem. I think I don't think he knows his best team. And as yeah. you were saying, you know, you've, you've seen Sanchez on the right, Sanchez on the left, sort of just behind the front two or one. Uh, same with Lecco, striker, right wing, left wing, and I just think you know, we, like you say, we've got good players there, but I don't think I don't think he knows his best team, and I don't think anyone's actually, like you say, made that stake into it. 
But the thing is, Tom, Tom G, I, th- I think that we've seen some really good performances in certain games, and then they just disappear, and it's not they're injured, they just don't play. I think McGree came in, and what I like about him, he's just simple. It's just yeah. simple football. He's got good technique. He doesn't look to do anything over-elaborate, but he brings players into the game just by little... You know, just he seems he's one of those players where he seems to have more time on the ball than probably yeah, most yeah. of the other players. And when yeah. he's got that time, he can pick a pass. And I'm not talking about, you know, a lump up to Juki. It's that, you know, a, it is a forward pass, maybe only five or ten yards, but into the run of Leco or Sanchez or whatever. Yeah. And it brings that impetus into the game. And and for me, I just think that, you know, when players and, you know, Terrell at times, and I thought he was all right on Sunday, but he's in and out. And it's like, well, yeah. I don't, please tell us if they're injured, because if they're yeah. injured, then I can say, I get it. But if yeah. they're not injured and they're on the bench, it's like, well, I, there's just no real method to it. So, yeah, I, I'm, at times I just, I just, I'm really confused. And um, I, I, I agree with you. I think, I think Juki, um, I, I said on the pod a couple of weeks ago about, you know, he warranted a place against City, not yeah. because he scored goals, because it's a big game. And, a, he's, he'll make his presence felt, but B, he deserves to play. Yeah. End of story. Ends of story. Yeah. Um, I think we've got to be a little bit more, and, and Tom, I think you'll be able to maybe um, bring this to life a bit more than me. But do you think with Juki, we can maybe give him a bit more credit than just be so one-dimensional? Yeah, I think we've seen glimpses of, obviously everyone likes to think Juki is just this master of heading the ball. <clears throat> Uh, but he does have like he does have other elements to his game, like we've seen uh, Rotherham at home a few seasons ago when he scored from that set piece. Sheffield Wednesday at home last season um, scored a good, I think it was good link up play with uh, Hogan. Uh, but he's got other elements to his game, and I don't think we show him enough respect in that sense. But obviously. I have seen Juki before where he's been in situations one-on-one with the keeper. He should do better and doesn't. Yeah. So you, you could bring that point to light, but there's there's no reason why we shouldn't try and fit him in the team more. I think he's he's trying too hard with Hogan at the moment. And Hogan is such a confidence player again, like Roberts. They're the two for me. Um, but you can see Hogan's frustration because the play style just isn't suiting him. I think on paper you would have thought it would have, but it just hasn't yet. But I, but I think I've watched, um, I think it's Connolly who plays for um, Brighton. Mm. Young lad plays up top. Now, they don't really, I mean, they play some lovely stuff in in their sort of, you know, defensive midfield. Um, but he has to create his own chances. You know, yeah. he's an absolute nightmare to defend against. You know, he's everywhere across that back line. And I just don't see with Hogan that he's, he's not proactive, you know, I, I, for me, I'd want him to be chucking his guts up at the end of the first half to say, do you know what, I've put a shift in. Because as fans, we say, do you know what, OK, the style of play doesn't suit. But what we've seen is you really trying to press the ball, you really try and make a difference, really defending from the front, and he doesn't do it. So if you take that away, and he already knows he's not going to get the chances... Yeah, I mean, what does Juki do? He's got nowhere near the same amount of pace. How many times does he leave one on the centre halves yeah. every single game? Because yeah. that's part of the game, and I think we just lose that with with Hogan. Um, and, and for me personally, you know, I think it's interesting to get both of views on this. I think there's time 
to maybe look at it and say, we do need somebody for me who's a genuine striker because I don't think he's working with Hogan at the moment. Do I think we need need to go and spend millions and millions and millions? Well, A, we probably haven't got it. And B, if there's strikers out there, they ain't going to come to us. There's going to be there's so many clubs after strikers in certainly in the January transfer window to try and wave the magic wand and save seasons. But Tom, I know, I know you do you do a lot of scouting. I, I just think that I know, I know you're never going to find the Jamie Vardy every every week. But <laughs> I just I just want just for I don't know just my own bloody sanity. If we go into <laughs> League Two and get a guy who's 22, 23, maybe come out of an academy at you know, Arsenal, Man U, that's shown it, maybe dropped through the system a bit, you know, um, may, maybe sort of got to grips with his game, really showing signs, pick him up for half a million quid. And if it falls flat on its face, then so be it. But I think yeah. it's moves like that. We're not creative enough. We're genuinely not. And and I think the Blues fans, and I can go back a lot longer than, than you two, that... You know, we've signed some just bizarre players and the majority never came off. But some, we got some real nuggets there. And I just think we 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 don't take advantage of that. So, it's Tom, would you agree? Do you think there's an opportunity? Look, I mean, you mentioned a player for Oxford and I think that's really refreshing. Yeah, um, there is, there's a plenty of players I pick out that I love Blues to go in for. And just a quick example of, players that you know we've picked up from like that league two reason i remember we took vassell on and yeah. um he when he first burst on the scene he looked like he had so much potential i was really excited about him it was only a matter of time before he started picking up a few goals but then obviously hutton virtually killed his career yeah and uh he's not kicked off since so you know it there's potential for dipping into league two and league one to work and we've seen glimpses of it in more recent years. But for me, a few targets. Uh, League One, Johnson Clark Harris. He's been consistent and seems to have worked up his career since leaving Rotherham at different clubs, shown consistency. He's at Peterborough at the moment, I think. Uh, Luke Jeffcott, who everyone in the Championship seems to be after at the moment. Uh, him at Plymouth. They're, they're actually all very similar players. I'd just say uh, Clark Harris has a bit more pace. But the next one would be... Uh, Piggott at Wimbledon. Yeah, I looked at him. Yeah. I looked yeah. at him today. We've yeah. been uh, linked with before. And they're all quite similar players. But obviously, uh, Clark Harris is a bit more pace, but Jeff Cott and Piggott have that work rate where Clark Harris doesn't. Yeah. And I, I, this, we're just looking for that kind of dangerous striker that can get in behind or cr- even just create his own chances yeah. and finish them off properly. And those are three players that can do that. Um, speaking of League Two, um, there's 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 a couple actually. Um, Tristan Abrahams, who's a Norwich City youth product, we've seen him a couple of times. He's got that pace and strength, and he could grow into a player one day. Um, wouldn't even be a bad move for Blues. Uh, there's another one um, who's maybe a bit on the older side compared to some of the names I've mentioned so far, um, would be Danny Johnson at Leighton Orient. Yeah, he's got a few this season, hasn't he? Yeah, it? he's been on yeah. fire this season. I'm, I'm a, I mean, my dad's a Leighton Orient fan. Um, it was my granddad who brought me brought me down the blues. But my dad's a Leighton Orient fan, so I keep an eye on them quite a lot. And from, from what I've seen, he's so composed. And some of the finishes, they're, they're, he's a championship quality player. Um, yeah. You know, people might look at the age of 27 and think, 
League Two strive go 27, why would we go into that market? But there's no reason why we shouldn't, because you can pick up bargains. And there's players that can go on for a lot longer than others. I mean, I I saw the other day in the Japan League that that 50-year-old who's just been... uh, signed up and i was like that, that's well, I, I was i was actually gonna send something out on instagram and it was sort of a a picture of him and a picture of connor wickham and saying we're definitely getting more minutes on the he's <laughs> 54 years old yeah. but I thought, yeah i'll probably try and stay a little bit impartial but and, and i think that just talking about players like connor wickham you know he's shown glimpses and it's been glimpses yeah. over a long career uh, which has been fraught with injury I just don't, you know, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of wages for what? And that, that's what I'm saying about, exactly, yeah. I'd rather take a punt and then not come off. And I think the fans would appreciate, I know I would, I'd absolutely appreciate it. I go back many years ago when we signed Steve Claridge. I mean, he'd been knocking around places forever. And he, he was a fantastic striker for Blues. Went on to Leicester, did even better. Um, and, and I think, you know, if you're, to the point of the guy that's in League Two, and he, but he's like 26, 27, you know, he might have, you know, I think his appetite's going to be just a different level to maybe something like Hogan that, you know, didn't do it for Villa, came to Blues, did it, got a contract, not doing it, triggered the shoulders, you know, uh, plenty of money each week. I just think we need a bit of hunger if we're going to, if we're going to sign somebody. So I think just to summarise it off, and I'll like Tom G... If you were going to, in a position-wise, who, what position do you think is is the most sort of important? Um, and, and you know, do you think we should dip into the transfer market? Well, I've, I've, as you both just said, I think inevitably, I think we do. I, I do agree with Tom. You know, I think a, a centre half would be nice, but I think at the minute, just to link it up, you know, just to see whether we can get somewhere, I do think we need a striker who we yeah. can go out there and get. I, I don't know. I totally agree with your point on dropping, uh, you know, maybe down into League One, League Two. And, I, I, you know, I was surprised in the summer when, I think about a year ago, I think we were linked with uh, Tony, maybe, even Tony. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and then about six <laughs> months later, he went for 10 million. I thought that's a lot of money. But, you know, he's scoring goals. And yeah. he's going to go for, what, 20, 30 million? Oh, to, you know, to another team. Yeah. Than that. Yeah. So, again, I totally agree with you. I, I mean, I'm not, I can't name any names off the top of my head, but, I'd definitely go for, you know, a lower league, maybe League One, League Two, just like you say, someone who's a bit more hungry, maybe the last chance to play at that level or higher. Yeah. And Tom, just, just to round that off, you agree, sort of that those sort of positions? Definitely, yes. Centre half and striker are the two most important positions for me that I think Blues need to strengthen, but particularly striker. And uh, there's there's plenty out there that we can look at, definitely. Yeah. Um, but do I think young players like Reed are cut out for the league yet? Definitely not. Um, it's I feel like there's potential there, but there's you say that about a lot of young players nowadays. There, there's yeah. always potential there, but potential for what? And yes. I, I can't see Reed becoming a championship regular, scoring goals on a reasonably consistent basis, or at least doing that yet. Yeah. So uh, no, it's definitely not uh, for me. But like you said, on Connor Wickham, he, he seems to have this big price tag on him, and obviously the wages are there. But you look at you look at him statistically. What what would we be buying? Yeah. There's there's nothing there, and I think it'd really be a waste of money to go in for a player like that. Especially you look at the two goals he scored for Sheffield Wednesday last season. They're, I'm pretty sure they're both headers. 
I remember the one against Bristol City because I watched that one live. But um, he's just he's jukey, but in the Premier League, who's yeah. not getting many games. But I just don't see the point in investing in somebody like that. It's no, not worth it. T- totally agree with you. So um, just before we wrap it up, I'd like like to get um, just your thoughts on the on the game coming up against Middlesbrough. Um, less said about the the home fixture, the better. Um, Tom G, what what do you think going into the game from from what you've seen from the performances against Blackburn and uh, Man City? What, what what do you think? What are your thoughts going in? Well, I think you know obviously we lost the other day again. We spoke about that, but I think you know there definitely is positives to take out, like you say, the second half and obviously Man City. You know they did make a couple of substitutions, but you know I think we can definitely take positives out of that game into the middle of the game. I think I'd, I'd just like to see us just go for it a little bit more. You know, on, yeah. on, I think it's an early kick off on Saturday, isn't it? You know, just go for it a little bit more from the off. You know, just get at them a little bit more. And I think you know, like you say, I, I like it. Some you know some games where we sit back and we're compact. But, you know, just just press a little bit more and, you know, we, we, we will get tired. But I just think with the five substitutions now and, the you know, the amount of midfielders that we have, you know, there's, there's no there's no reason you can't make sub, substitutions earlier now. Yeah, for sure. Mm. So, Tom, thoughts? Um, I think we all hope for kind of a Bristol City away last season performance or maybe you roll it back to like 2012-13 season, Palace away. Just one of them, one of them away performance where we turn a team over that we don't expect to turn over by quite a few goals. Yeah. Uh, it'd be nice to have a game like that, but they're so few and far between. Um, I think on paper I'd settle for a point, but yeah. is a point really what we need right now for this squad? No, we really need a win just to get that confidence up and start climbing the table because obviously we're slipping now. So a win is crucial really and I think now it's now or never for Eitor to start picking up those wins uh, but we've definitely been better away from home against the higher up the table size this season than any other fixtures so um, obviously we got battered at home by Borough but we we have a better understanding of how they play now because we've had a yeah. first-hand experience of it so I think yeah. we take that knowledge and we go into the game and look to at least get a point from it. Yeah, and and I I think that's that's a, a more than valid point. I think Middlesbrough more more than probably any other side in the league, we know exactly what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I said in I said in in the pod, you know, they're one dimensional and they are, and that's not a criticism because they're very very I think well drilled at that one dimension they've got. And if there are any, um, I think if we're if we drop off, if we don't give it everything we've got, and we're not sort of winning those sort of one-on-one duels, then you don't you don't beat them. That that's how they win games. Yeah. So I think from a a coaching point of view, then I'd be massively disappointed if we didn't start well because we we know exactly where where their strengths are and where their weaknesses are. So yeah, I, I think we'll we'll have to wait and see. I mean, from my point of view, I agree. I think a point in a performance I'd take. We do need three, but I think we just need to get ourselves into a position where. Um, we, we can start really to get on the front foot again. Uh, three points would be amazing. And I, and I just think we can, hopefully, it's a not, not hopefully not another false dawn, but something that we can look forward to going forward. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, right, guys, I think we've, we've covered everything. And uh, thank you very much for your time. Um, as I said before, uh, obviously, myself and the two Toms will be 
joining you uh, every Friday. The pod will drop every Friday. You'll be able to download it at the usual places, Spotify and iTunes. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Blues Focus TV. But for now, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.